This is Betty Collins, and we are Inspiring Women, presented by Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women towards economic, social, and political achievement. I am here to inspire you to take steps to the next level in your career. Thanks for listening and investing your time in yourself. More about Inspiring Women in this episode can be found at bradyware.com slash resources. So today we're going to talk about a topic called networking, right? Well, I'm going to say stop networking and make connections. What does that mean? Well, networking is really about knowing more people and connecting is knowing people more. I'm going to say that again. So networking is about knowing more people and connecting is about knowing people more. So you need to think about that as we talk today. You know, networking, some people think big, bigger is better. How many friends, how many likes, how many business cards, what's your contacts like? You know, for some businesses, that's not the worst. You want volume. You know, you want a ton of followers, um, especially when you're really transactional. Networking is not always easy for people. It, it can be pretty awkward and sometimes just draining. Uh, you're in entertainment mode way too much. And networking, is, it's often associated with just selling. And so if you don't think you can sell, you don't think you can network. But there truly is power in having a strong network, especially, you know, when you're in business and you're in the marketplace. And, but something really amazing happens when you network and connection happens. Uh, this is the moment of success because true connections, where you really connect with someone, you're going you're gonna to make up a community, you know. And communities, when you think of your community that you live in or maybe the, 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 commu- the camaraderie of your office place or uh, maybe the associations we're, we're in, you know, the ones that are the best are kind of like Mayberry, you know. Everything, everybody gets along. Everyone, everyone um, has a, has, is in it together. They want success. There's relationships. There's mutual trust. There's respect which all has to be earned, but that's the kind of network and it becomes an actual connection. And so when I say stop networking and making connections, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get you to think about. You have to really look at what is the goal for you in networking and connections? Is it name recognition? Are you trying to just generate revenue? You get into hanging with the big dogs because you're a little pup, Right. How about you want introductions to certain people? Or maybe you just want to be at the table. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But you have to kind of go, what is the goal? Because you could be consumed out in the marketplace networking all day long. And it's shown that most people that are connected are generally more successful. You know, they're, they're not bigger networks. People who are connected um, are often more successful. So, but, but, you know, when you invest in your relationships, whether they're professional or personal, it usually can pay a pretty big dividend back um, throughout the course of your career. But you have to realize what I just said, investment. And that means you have to put the effort, you have to probably give first, and then you're going to get some return on that giving. One of the missed goals when you're thinking about, you know, what is the goal of connecting and, and networking is it, you can develop and improve your skill sets when you do that and you're out in the marketplace and you're seeing how other people do things or challenged by, you know, something you just didn't think about. Another goal when you're out networking and connecting or, and making those connections is you're going to probably stay on the top 
of those latest trends, whether it's in the market or in your industry. I know I was recently at um, an event where they talked about the different aspects of Columbus and what was going on in the Columbus market. And of course, within probably a couple of days, we had we were announced that we were the number one place in the country. And I was able to just take a few of those tidbits when I was out talking with people or trying to have conversations with clients. And they looked at me like, how did you know this? Or, you know, they maybe it was something they didn't know. Just like when I was at the marketing event and I didn't know that. I think another missed goal when you're thinking about this whole thing of networking connection is it keeps it keeps a pulse on the job market because you never know when you're going to need that. Or, you know, I, I always go back to I love this one guy who was in um, he was a payroll rep for ADP years and years ago. And he was like a lifer because he had been there three or four years. And I completely relied just on him. And one day he, he, he leaves. And now I, I had nobody to really, I had no other relationships. I didn't have any, I was not on the pulse of those connections. So keeping the pulse on the job market, I, I look at that as to uh, the contract market when you're trying to connect people. But most certainly you meet perspectives and mentors and partners. And then the other thing we miss in goals sometimes with networking and connecting is your clients can gain access to your network and then that gives them some necessary re- resources that will, you know, definitely foster a long relationship with them. Um, so again, you have to go, what is the goal? Do you have one? If you don't, you probably need to really rethink that. What, what am I doing? As we end the decade and you go into 2020, what is the goal going to be for me in networking so that I can make connections? Then after you kind of determine that, it's not like it's a hard exercise, right? Who is the goal for you in networking? Who is the goal that you want to actually have connections with? Of course, the what determines the who, right? So most importantly, but you have to figure out who matters in your network. I have a fairly large network. It's always funny when I get happy birthday on LinkedIn's and I'm like, now who is this and why did I accept this relationship? I'm, I can't. I don't even know who they are. So you had to figure out, though, who matters in your relationship. And I always use this example. If you are uh, servicing small clients, then why are you meeting with bankers who service large clients? Who is important? Who is going to, to meet your goals with you? And chances are that probably isn't, except that you could say, I met with this big banker, or I know this big banker that everyone knows and wants to know. Now, there are times that you have to network before you find some really solid connections. You might have to meet a lot of people before you do. So think about now the relationships you have right now that started with a person and now you don't even know that person that connected you. You know, I have plenty of those in my life where it's like, man, if I wouldn't have met so-and-so, I wouldn't know so-and-so who introduced me to so-and-so. So I don't want to minimize the fact of liking everybody and connecting with a ton of people because you never know where that's going to lead you, but it still has to go back. Who is the goal that you are trying to make a real connection with and have community? Also, when you're thinking about your goal of who that is, um, it's not just an external relationship who who your audience should be. I would tell you very clearly you need to internally make sure in your organization. Now, I work for an organization that has 150 people. And so, and I have four offices and I can't just know the person sitting next to me. I got to know more people in my company, especially as I'm navigating through, because one day I just might need people to be helping me with something, or I might want to be growing. And all of a sudden I only, I only know this person. 
So, you know, it's simple things about taking advantage of lunches with those internal people, welcoming the new people. You might welcome a new person much more than someone else. It's easier to kind of be with who you know, but you never know who that person is going to be and how they're going to fit into the mix, um, into your outside and inside place. So I would accept and be part of office invites. And, And it's interesting when you're linked to your peers. That's one way I'm I do with Brady where I'm a link to a lot of the different offices. And then I kind of see what they're involved with in Atlanta or Richmond, Indiana. So, you know, when you're thinking about networking and setting connections, you really need to think about the internal ones, not just the external. And maybe you work for five people. <laughs> it's a little bit easier when you work for 150. It's kind of different. So how? We, we talked about what is the goal and who is the goal and you're defining those things. Now it's how do you network? How do you make those true connections? I could go to lunch three times a day year round. Well, I don't need lunch three times a day. So you have to make it well worth your time because in my industry, client service is really important. In my industry, making sure, you know, the bigger I, I become with, with that, I have to really watch how much time I'm out having lunches versus really making connections. And and so it really comes down to, I can eat lunch anywhere, but the connection part is what's important. So I would suggest to you to really look at your calendar and I do it three weeks out to go, why am I meeting with this person? Why is this calendar invite here? Should I even be taking the time to do that? Maybe it's a better relationship for someone else around me than me. And you tried to, to do some of that. The other thing is when you're at an event, you need to look around and determine, is this who I want to be around? You know, if you're in an event where you really don't fit in, you're not comfortable, you're kind of out of the loop, or this isn't my client, this isn't my sweet spot, this is not uh, connected to my industry, then you just went to another event that was really cool. So I just went to an event recently that was very interesting, and it was on a Friday, and they made it very clear in the invitation, please be casual. This is really going to be just a time of getting to know some people in our network. And what they made sure happened was, first, there was a, there was a whole slew of professionals that they use. But the other part that they did was the location was awesome. It was at the Italian Club, I think it's what it was called downtown. Cool place, very cool. The food was easy phenomenal. You were carved out on a Friday afternoon. So there was no, you know, fold the napkin, use the right fork situation. There was no suits on in the room. But the greatest thing they did was they brought clients that would really benefit uh, the professionals. And And then they brought professionals that would really benefit the clients. And it was really a lunch that was worth going to because there was such connection and there was such synergy and the room was filled with who you wanted to be with. So that's a really, that's a really important thing when you're looking at events and as you're signing up to go. I've been in public accounting since 1988. So I've been in the marketplace a long time, but I didn't start networking till 2000, 12 years later. Um, I was really good inside. I was really good with running. The, my firm at that time was small. I was good with just being behind my computer, you know, talking with people that I already knew. And then I became a shareholder. Oh, you need to go get business. Oh, <laughs> I have no clue. And, you know, most of you know, we would think, oh, well, that would be simple for you. That'd be easy for you. No, uh, there's very few people, I think, in the marketplace 
that just love the idea of I'm going to go out and get new clients today and make relationships and I'm going to, I'm going to close the deal and the art of the deal and all those things. That's not usually the comfort level of people. So I did join a group called Spirit Business Connections. It was kind of the first time I had to tell people who I was and what I did and what I liked. And it was very nerve wracking. I, I just was like, oh my goodness. I had to really think through that quote 30 second commercial, let alone just demonstrate to a group of people that I could take care of their clients. Never had to do that before. Never was out there. So don't wait 12 years into your career to do that. It took me a few years, too, to be comfortable. It wasn't all success from day one. And, you know, I still connect with people from that group. I'm, I'm not currently in Amspirit Business Connections. But Frank Egan, uh, the president and owner of Amspirit, is just simply the best at networking that I've known. And I've, I've learned a lot over him, from him over the last 19, 20 years. The number one thing I learned is more about connecting and engagement than knowing, in quotes, everyone, or to be known. It was really about be engaging and, 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 and work on your relationship, not get it to know everyone as much as you can. I kind of went to the next level when I joined a local chamber in Gahanna, became very involved, and then I also got involved with NABO. Now, those two places were places where it became definitely connections. You know, I was connected to it. I... Um, it, this became relationships. Gehenna is my community where I live, so there was a little bit more um, ownership there. It just really got me out. And in that organization, people started asking me to speak or be on panels, which was something I was just terrified of. But that really helped me become connected and networking and connected with people. So it was really kind of a gift, even though at the time it was like, oh my goodness, the more I networked that led to actual connection, um, I began having finally success in the marketplace, in building my business and, you know, connecting my clients to the right people. Uh, and just then at the end of the day, having a different kind of impact. What were the lessons I learned over that time frame? Um, again, I, I, I go back to if you serve small clients, why are you networking with bankers who, who, who serve large ones? You follow up, you thank the person you met that you really want to have a connection with. If you don't have more than one meeting, you're probably not going to make a, it's not probably going to be a connection as much as it's just going to be I networked today. Um, I mean, if you got somebody's business card and met them once, would you, would you, if you got my business card and met me once, would you say, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to do accounting with her? Probably not. And then I, I really learned to quit focusing on the sale aspect. And you always know when you're selling too much because people immediately retreat. If you're perceptive at all, you kind of see it. And then some connections, you know what? They're just not meant to be. It's okay. I've gone to some things and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was awful. And even when they, when they emailed me back and said, can I have an appointment? Sometimes you ignore them and you delete them. But I just know enough now who I am going to spend time with and who I'm going to really make a connection with. And then tips to me that take networking to, to connection levels where you're really making some connections. You've got to be yourself. You've got to be fairly open. Let me rephrase that. You've got to connect or you've got to be yourself and open, but do not be like telling your life story the first time you meet somebody. You know, be infectious when you're personable, which is really spreading your influence in a pretty rapid manner and people are drawn to you, right? And that, that kind of takes time to develop. Um, and if you're too infectious again, 
If you're too personal, if you're too much in selling, all those things backfire on you. Be inquisitive. You know, it's not all about you. Here's the typical question. So who do you work for? Or, hey, what do you do? Um, you could say, how do you like working for your company? And, and uh, well, then tell me a little bit more about your company. Of course, if they say I don't like working there, then you probably need to move on. So how did you get in this position? What drew you to this field? You know, think about a different way to ask some questions where it's a little more inquisitive and it really kind of reflects on them. You could even take it a step further and ask them some advice in their industry. See what they're kind of made of on their feet like that. And be generous when you're out there. When I meet someone that I pretty, I pretty connect with really well and I could see a future in that relationship, I try to be generous and like give them tickets to events. How many events do you have in your life where you're trying to get rid of a ticket? I did this with Nabo Lunch. I mean, guests are $20. So, you know, when there's a really good event, I try to take a couple people for 20 bucks and they get to be in a room full of, you know, 100 women. They may not even know who Nabo is, let alone think they can afford that, or maybe they can't afford it. You take them. You be generous in that, and, and they'll be grateful. They'll, they'll, they'll give something back to you probably, or it's just another way to make connection with them. I would tell you that speaking, being on panels, or getting people in speaking gigs, or getting them on panels only when they have something really good to say and they can say it well. <laughs> do not recommend somebody that cannot get out there and do it. Trust me, it's never, never good because the reflection is on you when they really get on front of, of the stage and they're like horrible or they're on a panel and, and they, they don't stick to a two-minute uh, response time, right? So, But it is a good way to network. That is a way to make connection where you're placing people in the right place. And then think people. Get over positions. Sometimes it's, I want to know the CEO of that company. Um, maybe you need to know the children of the CEO in the company. Because if you're the same age as that person, guess what? Um, they could be retiring a lot sooner than you maybe or not be there as long. Um, and sometimes getting some younger people in your network um, where you're helping them and you're and they love your knowledge and they love what they're getting from you and they, they kind of think you're a big dog, Right. But if you help them with certain steps in their career or in their business that has lasting impact, you're going to have some different generations behind you as well. It's, it's, it's a great way to go. Plus, it gives you a little energy. You know, it gives you a little step versus hanging out with the old people like us, right? You help them because you, you know what to do. They have to want the help. But, I mean, it, it's, it could end up being a lifetime relationship that for you for sure. You know, as, as I get older, my clients are selling. And so if I don't have some younger client behind me to some degree or younger people surrounding me or younger connections who are starting to retire, your network could easily shrink pretty quickly. So think position. Yeah, but really, I would think the person, think the people. And this is one, you know, you, you all know somebody like this. Stop treating the smoozing like your business card contest collection. I mean, Start over with some new goals and think about quality over quantity. I look at that person and think they really are into, I've got this collection of business cards and I know everyone in town. And then you talk to that person in town and they're like, who are you talking about? <laughs> so name droppers, people who are totally about the collection and the, those are people you probably don't want to con connect with. And if you are that person, you need to probably re really go back to the who, the, the what and say, Let's set some new goals with quality over quantity. Networking or connecting. 
Networking that leads to good connection. All of there is a difference, and you need to make sure you know that. You know, you're either gr- you're either green and growing, or you are ripe and you're rotting. There is a difference. So when you're out there in the marketplace trying to make connections and trying to grow and trying to be different, you have to think differently. Knowing what to do and and doing it are not the same thing. So I would challenge you today to change your mindset on networking or connecting. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today on Stop Networking, Start Connecting. And um, I did this podcast because... I could network and be out and about all day long, but have no, um, you know, no fruits from it. I, I no results that I like, and so when I talk about the connection piece, I'm really talking about it's got to networking is not a bad thing. It's not like you stop that obviously, but it's got to make a connection that goes into a relationship. And there's no one who can talk about this better than Frank Egan, who is the president and founder of Amspirit Business Connections. And over my career, for sure, and through my business journey, Frank has been very influential in my networking and connection abilities. He's simply the best at it. His organization and and all the connections that have led to relationships have been there. So I welcome you today, Frank, and thank you for taking the time to spend with me today. Uh, first, I want you just to tell, you know, about you, the organization, you know, that 30 second commercial thing that we talk sure, about. <laughs> sure, sure. It can go sure. longer. It can go longer. Yeah, I uh, um, I used to be an attorney and uh, I got into a networking organization. I'll make this, I'll make the, the long story really short. I got okay. into a networking organization, uh, liked it so much I bought it and I haven't practiced law in since 2004. Yeah. So it's been a long time. But what we do at Amspirit Business Connections is we help entrepreneurs, sales reps and professionals get more referrals through networking. Um, right. And it's a, it's a member, it's a for-profit membership based type organization where they come together with other like-minded individuals on a consistent basis to go through a consistent meeting program to learn about each other and establish relationships and exchange referrals. So. Yeah. I know I benefited greatly from it. I can remember my first meeting going back to those days and I just thought, I've never had to tell anyone a thing about myself, let alone ask anything. And most people would think that um, Betty Collins could do this in her sleep. You know, she's personable and on and on. It's like, it was a huge challenge for me. But all of a sudden, business development became this top, top thing that I had to do, right? And so it, it really, truly helped me through those times. I have some of my younger generation now in Am Spirit yeah. uh, from Bradyware, and they're really enjoying it for sure. So, you know, I talk about stop networking and start connecting, but I want you to kind of th- tell me what you think all that means. Tell me the difference between networking, connection, and, and leading to relationships. Well, you know, networking has a, gets a bad rap. It yeah. does, and people kind of think of networking as the, uh, you know, the aluminum s- siding sales guy, um, used car salesman, or we're picking on men here. Yeah. Right? Perfect show for it, right? <laughs> um, and it, it gets a bad rap because people think of it so much as sales. Right. They really kind of align those two. And, and I look at networking this way. Networking is a verb. It's it's an action, and networking is really about getting out there, and and being amongst other people. And from that, you make connections. Yep. People that you learn their names, they learn you. But really, the end game to it all is establishing relationships. We do business with those that we know, we like, and we trust. I mean, right. all things being equal, we do business with with those sorts of people. All things being unequal, and I, the example I always use is insurance. 
I pay too much. Well, I shouldn't. I, I could pay less on my, for my car insurance. I right. know I could. Sure. I just know I could. But I really like my car, my my auto insurance guy. Right. He will go to bat for me. He will do things, and I can you know speak to lots of professionals in my life that I have this relationship with them. I can right. get it cheaper, but I wouldn't have the relationship. And th- there's something about that relationship that's that just kind of pulls us together. Sure. So it's sure. really about the relationships. I have had this same scenario. Um, from the very first AM Spirit group I was in, my car insurance guy has been there and in my house and he does and I've never had a reason to change. Yep. You know, and, and it's just because there was a relationship that was forged. I don't I don't have a reason to go look for ten bucks a month or call an eight hundred number, you know. So you know, for what is generally who is the successful networker? connector who is that what do they look like you know i don't know about actual looks it's more actions and Mm -hmm. it's really people who are focused on trying to help others providing value to the world uh providing value to others Uh, they're in their mind they ask well we all ask this question the question we ask when we meet somebody new is what what's in it for me Mm -hmm. And that's very primitive. That's a very primitive question to ask. Okay, I've met this person. What's in it for me? Because we're in a survival mode. But the person who's successful networking is able to push beyond that question and ask the second question. And the second question is, is what can I do for this person? What can I do for the person I'm meeting? And if you stop and think about it, everybody I encounter, probably about 2% will benefit me. You know, 2% can be a member of my organization or a franchisee or a client or however you want to look at it. But 100%, I can help somehow, some way. Right. And so the successful networkers, they're kind of driven by that. And I, I can tell when I talk to somebody, it doesn't take long to find out by the questions they ask where their mind is. And if it's constantly, hey, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? I know yeah. they're not a good networker. doesn't mean they're a bad right. person. Right. Just that they're not operating at that, that networking level. Right. Well, I know that was probably the thing I learned the most is you, especially when you're saying, I, what am I going to do for this person? That's, that's the mindset you have to be in. And it can be simple things such as inviting them to events or getting them on a panel or, you know, getting them a speaking gig or any of those type of things. It's not necessarily leading to business, but you're helping them get there. Right. You know, it's not getting me any business because I got someone on a panel, right? right? But it, you just never know where that will lead to because it would it's truly helping them to connect where they need to be or a place that they could really help your client. Right. Um, and that's valuable to the client. I just recently had somebody who... Um, I said, who's your, you know, they're frustrated all the time with the bank. And I said, well, who's your banker? And they go, we, we love the teller. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, who's your banker? You want loans and you want lines of credits and you want these things and you don't have a banker. And so I got them connected to a banker and they have just been so grateful. I didn't get anything out of that. I could, you know, so you're right in the terms of, but it helped my client. Right. It definitely helped them. So, so what are those common mistakes in networking where, you know, I have those moments where I dread going to networking things because I know who's going to be there. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. Right. So help the audience understand is this is probably what you shouldn't do when you're trying to network and connect and, and making that relationship really work. Well, I think some of the common mistakes that people run into and, and probably the reason that keeps people away from networking events 
is they go in with the mindset of, okay, what am I going to try and get out of this? Yeah. And what I was saying, I call it my cloak of invincibility that when I walk into a networking event, I am there to help people. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a superhero. I'm here to help. And if you don't want my help, um, that's okay. But very few people are going to reject somebody who's tr- trying to help them. Yeah. People get stuck uh, with small talk, don't know how to make small talk because they're always so worried about what they have to say. And what I tell people is don't worry about what you have to say, get them talking, allow yeah. them to talk, you know, explore where they're coming from. And just, then you can just kind of relax and, and, and let yeah. it come to you. Right. But I think people have, with respect to networking, they just, they think it's got to work according to some preordained schedule and you just don't know i mean you probably you know in your life there are things that have come out of the woodwork that you set in motion years ago and i i hear that's a common theme you know i met this i ran into this person at a wedding 10 years ago you know now they're finally a client right Um, and that happens yeah well i know i was appreciative for some of those things that i learned early on when i really had to get into the business development world and now I'm kind of in a world where I want to have impact more. You know, I, I, I say the word legacy probably too much because I'm 56. But having connections and relationships where you can really have some impact is huge. It's not even just about building my business at this point. So that's why it's so important to just stop the networking thing, utilize that as a venue to make, you know, to make real connections that let, end yeah. up in lasting relationships. So... Wrap it up for me. What is the takeaway today to the audience that you would love to communicate to them? You need to find ways to help other people. And just uh, one of one of my many saving sayings. My kids will roll their eyes if they hear this. <laughs> one of my man, many sayings is is that everything you get out of life is tied to what you do in life. You just can't see the string, and it's so true because things will happen and you don't know how they were set in motion. So you just need to focus on trying to find ways to help other people. I'm not talking about pulling your wallet out of your pocket and giving to charity. I'm talking about being encouraging to others. Uh, Introducing two people that don't know each other is huge. Me being on this show is huge. Uh, You know, there's lots of ways that we can help one another. Mm -hmm. Just focus on helping one another and don't worry how it's all pieces together. You just have to kind of trust the process and it does work. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being here today, taking the time to to be part of my podcast. And I will tell you, um, if you're an entrepreneur or a sales rep, a professional, and you would like to generate a greater percentage of your business from referrals, you should consider Amspirit Business Connection as an option for doing that. Um, if you'd like to become a, a better at building your network and making those connections that, that end up building relationships, excuse me, you need to reach out to Frank via his LinkedIn or through his website, frankagin.com. And Egan is A-G-I-N, and it's all one word. So frankagin.com. I can't encourage you enough to stop networking. Make connections that build relationships. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will continue to grow. Be prepared. Visit bradyware.com resources to download a copy of the financial checklist for every stage of your life, everything about the Inspiring Woman's podcast, this episode, and Bradyware and Company Accounting Services can be found in the podcast show notes.